if they do if they sew it up, it's probably not a sack anymore. It's probably just skin. So, well, yeah, that's what I'm. Okay, it's still a sack. Like it was at one point a sack, but they also neutered them before their balls fully dropped, so it really never got the chance to do that. So, not like always. I said, like I said, like ten minutes ago. I mean, if we don't fuck around, we can get this episode <laughs> out pretty quickly. But, uh, but we, <laughs> I do want to say. Uh, <laughs> All right, so let's get this out of way out of the way because we we had uh, some miscommunications with this the scheduling of the podcast. I need to for some reason this is my punishment. I need to drink a full Perrier. Uh, Perrier, just, uh, per- show some class. Oh, sorry, I forgot it's French. Um, this is it's Mexican actually. Fun fact: This is the sponsor for Sasha Baron Cohen's car in Talladega Nights. Is oh, okay, Perrier. that's funny. One time, okay. fun fact: I uh, I brought somebody on set a Lacroix. And they looked at it and scoffed. They're like, you have a Perrier? What? Like, per- per- okay. Oh, wow, really? <laughs> I had to go back to the coolers and get one of those. Yep. Get a Perrier. I was shaking it. Literally shaking it and it at the LaCroix. It's like, the garbage. Is this the same company water. that is Polar Spring? Because it looks like the same font. Um, I don't know, but Polar I'm excited Spring, for you. you I'm excited if you for know, you to let, crack, let us know. open this sparkling water, and to chug it. Full on chug it. To the point where Wait, it's what if I be, what if little, I puke? Be, you're not gonna puke. Okay, well, yeah, you might puke. So maybe grab. Well, I hate okay. both of you so much. And remember, I'm if not you burp, thirsty, I'm hungry. Or take it in a second chug. I will only have one topic to talk about. <laughs> well, I hope we do get into that. What's that? The end of the podcast oh, as man, a whole. Yeah. All right. Here nope. we go. Ready? Oh. Go, go, go. Go. I'm gonna click on oh, his wow. thing. So he's, he's doing it pretty well. Okay, struggled struggled a little bit right there. Okay. Oh, he's he's, he's putting it back. He's putting it back. Oh oh oh. Okay. Right, let's do the podcast. Oh, I remember. Okay. I, I used yep. to. I'm fine. I drink a lot of seltzers to begin with. This just has less alcohol, so technically it should be easy. Well, no alcohol and zero calories. In fact, um, I can tell he's holding in a burp. <laughs> <like> really <laughs> I got. I'm not gonna lie. For the first like five seconds of that, it was kind of enjoyable, and then it became quickly not enjoyable at all. <laughs> That's insane. Can you imagine? If can I, I burp? Am I allowed to burp right now? No. <laughs> just an entire. <laughs> Well, I'll drink this the rest of this Pepto Bismol. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's fucking go. Yeah, right now. take it down. Wow, there's like an ounce in there. All right. Into the pod. All for so nothing. the grandmother. All right. She was a gilf. Smoking. Um, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that ass at 930 at night was quite oh, something. Oh, boy. Anyways, no. I've we'll... never seen a more firm. Oh, sorry. Um, just. <laughs> okay. Just register what you said. Um. Of course, uh, it is Spooktober. Welcome back to our annual Spooktober episodes where we're talking about horror movies all month long. And we are talking about The Visit on this episode. This is John's picks. He went with this I... little M. Night Shyamalan Blu-ray of The Visit. Why did you Why'd you pick this one for us to watch? Well, you know, you know, uh, kind of I, thing. I, I really know. just... Well, <clears throat> I wanted to pick um, a movie that I haven't seen in quite some time. Uh, one that I think has some funny elements. I think it's hard to watch this movie without laughing because it is very spooky and unsettling, but there's some pretty ridiculous scenes in this as well. Yahtzee! You know, stuff like that. Um, so, and I just love M. Night Shyamalan. I think his movies just make for a good conversation and uh, thought this would be a solid choice. I put this up against The Witch, which I think would be a much more depressing podcast. Um, so I'm glad that this one was the one that got picked. The visit. So what you're saying is you're you're happy that we are now going to revisit 
<laughs> this film. Let's see how many visit puns we can throw into this podcast. Yes. Oh, trust me, I have a notebook. Yeah. Oh, you planned <laughs> this ahead of time. <laughs> because I think Nate and I first visited this film in theaters. Shut the fuck uh, That's one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we watched this movie together i don't know if john you probably weren't with us during this time he probably um, came over to the apartment to visit and watch it could have been but then again i haven't no i was i was visiting movies a, uh, a woman. so this is my second time watching the visit which doesn't really count because it's the title um but okay well, you know, whatever well you revisited um, the visit for the first right. time but yeah. This was kind of the return to form for M. Night Shyamalan, from what I remember, because before the visit, he had... What, what did he do before? Was it The Last Airbender? Had he not directed a movie since The Last Airbender, 2010? Or was, was it, it After Earth? Years? It, was, it was After, after Earth. Earth. Right, 2012. It was, it was After Earth. Yeah, and so he was just not on a hot streak, and <laughs> he was like the most hated director uh, once like <laughs> the internet started going crazy. For the poor guy. Poor guy, oh, seriously. Somehow. I mean, he's a great filmmaker. But then he came with The Visit in 2015, and it's a found footage movie with Jason Blum behind it. So I was pretty excited to check it out. And I remember seeing it with Nate, I believe, and really, really enjoying it. Being like, wow, this movie surprised me. It was, like you said, John, it was funny. It was creepy. It was weird. Yes. Uh, and, of course, it's got that staple M. Night Shyamalan twist at the end that is honestly, I think, one of my favorite his most it's a great well it's a great with. twist yeah yeah but we'll, well obviously yeah. we'll get into it um but yeah no so i was kind of glad that you picked the visit to, uh, for us to revisit so yeah let's get into it yeah because i think in in years past we uh you know uh for the first year or two i think of the podcast we were kind of forced to do like streaming films because we hadn't turned it into the collectors i don't even think we were doing collectors corner for last October, so we were forced to use films that were not only streaming but they were maybe a little more niche. This one is pretty darn mainstream, I think. Well, yeah. Um, and Night Shyamalan. But it had like a $5 million budget. Well, yeah, million. I mean, this this was kind of like his movie where it's like, okay, I do one for you, I do one for me. So we did After Earth, it was fucking awful, and then he does one for himself. and Made a smaller movie. Yeah. Writer-director type thing. Um, and Which he should stick to. Which I he kind of did afterwards. Yeah, because afterwards... Though? The, with the visit, he did Split, which was like ten million or something as well with Jason Blum, and that was a huge hit. Both these movies were commercially very successful. I mean, they got a very wide release. That's with Jason Blum behind it as well. I mean, he's very genius with his horror movie marketing and getting people to go see sure. his films, whether they're good or bad. But you know, they're pretty good for the most part. But um, yeah, so yeah, we've all seen this, I believe, once. Correct? I mean, no one's yep, seen I, this I, more than I, once. I feel me. like I've just rewatched it on a rainy day before, just okay. for shits and giggles. So this might have been maybe I'd say my third time, right. but it's been spread out. So okay. fair enough. Well, uh, if you haven't heard of the visit, uh, John, why don't you tell the good people what this movie is, who made it, who's in it, what it's about, what critical acclaim if it has any, you can get into it. The visit Ooh. came out in 2015. What a year, right? What a year, 2015. Uh, back in those college days, directed by good old M. Night Shyamalan, The Sixth Sense, Signs, Split, The Happening, After Earth, Lady in the Water, The Village, Glass. Signs, Unbreakable. He's done some some very good and horrible movies. It's crazy, the uh, the split between old. what he's done. <laughs> yeah, old, <laughs> which, ah, man, what a cool concept, but Jesus Christ, what the fuck was that? I still um, have yet to watch it, and I don't think I'm going to. <laughs> there's I think only, I, I there's only one it. reason to watch it. 
Anyways, yeah. the cast, uh, pretty unknown actors other than Catherine Hahn from like 40-Year-Old Virgin and Step Brothers. But uh, Olivia DeJonge and Ed Oxenbold are the kids. Deanna Dunigan <laughs> and Peter McRoby are the uh, Nana and Pop Pop. And it's about two siblings becoming increasingly frightened by their grandparents' disturbing behavior while visiting them on vacation for the first time. 6.2 IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, 68% critical, 51 audience, and a 3.1 on Letterboxd. So, I'm going to hit you with fishy ass a question, okay? We're going to do our little trivia here. It was kind of hard for me to find trivia for this movie. I just, I don't know, I had trouble coming up with a question. Uh, the actors are kind of just super out there. So I would have had to do like some sort of Catherine Hahn question. Didn't really want to do that. Um, so how many how could have done a Jason Blum question? Visit? You could have done a 2015 question. You could have done a Rotten Tomatoes question with a 68. percent I don't know. I could get yeah, creative. no, I still came up with one, and it isn't any of those things. So I'm actually kind of glad. Um, anyways, which one of these films that M Night Shyamalan did not have a physical cameo? Did he instead have a small voice performance? So which of these movies did he have a voice-only performance in? Yes, and the other three he had, he had no performance at all. Okay, but I'm going to give you multiple choice of four. All right? Okay. Is, understand? No, any questions? No? Okay. Your options are The Visit, After Earth, The Happening, and Wide Awake. Well, he didn't direct Wide Awake. He did. Oh, was that like his first movie then? Was that like a short film? Uh, It was his second movie. Second movie in 1998. I've never even heard of this. It's a a poster of Rosie O'Donnell holding a baseball and a glove. uh, (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) He directed this? Yeah, wrote wrote and directed it. Wrote and directed it. I yeah I don't wide awake I, uh, okay a ten year old boy goes on a search for God after his grandfather dies oh okay that's kind of yeah, sweet and that Shyamalan maybe or may maybe does not have a uh, voice performance in this fair movie. enough okay <laughs> I had to just wait can you context. name the options again I'm sorry absolutely uh, it's the visit after Earth the happening and Rosie O'Donnell's Wide Awake where she plays a nun so I've never seen two of those movies so I'm kind of gonna gonna play it weird. Um... I was going to go with After Earth, but I've never seen it, so I don't really know. But You don't need to. Yeah, I'll just go with After Earth. Okay. Ducky? I, gonna... I was thinking After Earth as well because, like, it's scientific and maybe, like, it's some, like, the radio communications he could have just slipped his voice in. Like, maybe, yeah, like, sci-fi. That's what sci-fi. I was yeah. thinking. So yeah. That's, where, that's where my mind went to. I haven't seen Wide Awake. I haven't... Uh, I haven't seen The Happening in a long time. I don't think he's in it. So I'll just go with The Happening. Uh, maybe he's one of the guys that gets run over by the lawnmower. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. I would this go with The a, Happening. It's just a he's not in The Visit. We don't, we don't he's see definitely him. not. I don't think he's in The Visit unless he's like the dispatch person. Or, yeah, I don't think he's in The Visit. So I'll go with The Happening. My mind's going to After Earth, but I'm going to go with The Happening just with the difference here. Let's go. Okay. It is, in fact, The Happening. Okay, was he like a radio happening. guy or something? Or it, a it TV just says guy? on his IMDb for acting, it says Joey Voice. So he was did the voice of some guy named Joey in the happening. Okay, I'm sure he was so excited <laughs> to do that. <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, I'm Joey." Yeah, 
Thank God. Could he have been maybe the guy in the house? Remember those kids? I'm pretty like... sure, and I haven't seen it, but when I looked it up, there was an image of the of whoever that what's the lead actresses in the happening? Uh, Zoe uh, Zoe Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel, and then there's a small house behind her, in the shot. Yeah, because I think she it was the one like they have kids with them in the group, and then like a shotgun comes out through the window and like shoots that, one of them or that something. That might very well know. be. Uh, Joey or and my Shyamalan from The Happening. Never seen it and probably won't watch it. So, of The Happening? Yes, probably won't watch. You should either. just because I did that once. I was like, you know what? I feel like I need to just check this off my list. That's fair. I wish I had the time back, but you know, it just Mark Wahlberg talking about the bees and I thought it was the fact that he, I thought the water. fact that he's talking to a plant and oh, I'm wait. sorry and I just love plants. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we should just talk just about that old lady in the hallway. Like, you're gonna kill us, aren't you? What? No, no, we didn't know we wouldn't do that. No, <laughs> so stupid. I well, hope he won a Razzie. Um, I really hope he did. But yeah, here let's let's get into the visit here. M Night Shyamalan's kind of return to form. I would say back to his kind of roots of small, creative interesting little movies here uh and the visit i think is definitely one of them the one thing that really pisses me off though is i looked up the blu-ray and john do you have the blu-ray nearby i mean is it is it i can grab it in like two seconds if If you you can grab it that'd be great yeah um i mean one moment one go for it two all right maybe more like 20 seconds fine fair fair enough all right Um, such false promises made um, you have the blu-ray nearby okay cool so the one thing that really pisses me off it looks like it's on the front of your blu-ray this is the quote that's on the front okay. of this. Okay. It's what Jaws did for sharks and Psycho did for showers. The visit will do for grandparents. What the fuck does that even Unless mean? you're in like a zero 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 percent fucking chance that you don't know what your grandparents look like and you're going to visit them and you've never seen them before and you're not being supervised by a parent, then that applies to them. But who the fuck who does that apply to? I'm sure that's happened. I'm no. sure there's been some kids that, you know, have, like, grandparents that live on the other side of the country. The parents aren't super close to them, and they're like, all right, yeah, you can go visit them. But they don't have a picture. They don't know what the grandparents look like, and the parents themselves are going, yeah, I'm going to send the kids off to go see the grandparents. That, maybe. Uh... maybe... <laughs> I would definitely go with them on the first trip and be like, uh, I'm going to make sure this goes smoothly. <laughs> yeah. Drop them off. Like the yeah, maybe did. drop them off. But I'm just saying, like, who, what quote? Who That applies to nobody. Who's going to get scared to go see their grandparents because of this movie? <laughs> like, I don't understand Apparently, that. I probably did it. I think Apparently, that quote applies Eric... to, like, say, like, what well, Joss did for sharks and what Psycho did for showers nope will do for the sky like i would believe that sure yes but <laughs> yes not the visit <laughs> sorry eric walkuski from joeblow.com so if you want to send him okay. hate mail or <laughs> yeah. some, horror, Joe Blow, some death yeah, threats that's... or something feel free to do so for that quote uh, yeah. in 2015 that's the quote to put on your blu-ray by joe that'll Blow. be on his fucking Just headstone so interesting i mean it's an appealing quote but it makes no sense anyways yeah the visit revisiting this I was a little reluctant because I just, I don't know, I just I feel like I got the story already and I didn't really think I was going to get any surprises or I don't think it was going to get like affected by it. But uh, towards the third act, I was getting full-on chills. Like hair was sticking up on the back of my neck. And I was not yeah. expecting to feel that way on revisiting this movie, but it just happened because it's so insane just 
the way that's shot as well, it adds to kind of how creepy the atmosphere is. And I think the kids do a great job and it's it's funny. Like I laughed out loud <laughs> several times, even just by myself yeah. on the couch. Like when the when the grandmother's like crawling underneath the uh the porch and chasing after him and she stands up and she's like, <laughs> I'm making chicken pot pie <laughs> and just walks away. <laughs> With her dress She's tucked so up in her crack. And they oh are just God. terrified. They're like, the little just like, what the fuck was that? Like, yeah. First that of all, was terrifying in the theater. Yeah. Like, just, I'm going to get you. Yeah, and yeah, she's do- you. It's like, yeah. no, thank you. Yeah. Uh, but it's just, I was, I don't know. I, I, I am happy that Ed Knight kind of got to come back and write something kind of small and creative. And I think it just really, really paid off. This this movie just has so many unsettling elements. I think at the surface, I remember when I first heard about it, it's like, oh, it's a found footage movie? Why is M. Night Shyamalan doing that? But like you just said, like, it works. And it's not... And there are some jump scares in this movie. Just the grandma just screaming at the camera randomly. Like, there's the scene where the camera's, like, perched up on a shelf or something. And she's just like, yeah! Or some shit like that. because she realizes it's there. Yeah, so she, she realizes like, it's there. plays to it, but, like, just in her demented way. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that the, even just the story of this movie, there's so much going on here with just kind of what the hell's going on with the grandparents and, like, what the reason behind what's what's happening. And, and that's the stuff that I didn't really pick up on as much the first time because I was just trying to figure out what the hell was going on. But there's actually a lot of backstory, not only with the grandparents and their ailments and their past just that you understand through their dialogue but also which by the way their dialogue is super unsettling <laughs> like the interviews with the grandmother and the the grandfather talking about um oh god what like he he's basically just dementia has completely taken the dude over where he thinks he's going to a costume party half the time and then the grandmother <laughs> is like oh yeah um these aliens came down and uh they they took the kids away and then I drowned them in the pond and put them in a suitcase or something crazy like it was just some unsettling shit. Well, that's what and the that's, that's, that's what, what the I, papa said to the the kid like and she, he was like and, and you're and okay, you're gonna so, be next and he runs towards her. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and also it, like the grandmother too uh, when she was like when the daughter was like oh how did you and papa meet and she's like oh we met in a garden because it's like you know they're at the insane asylum and they're probably just outside yep. and they're getting their outdoor hours in and you know they met they met and fell in love and formed a crazy demented relationship and fell in love yeah they probably didn't even notice they were just like there is weird no they definitely loved each other like for well, sure yes because i mean even because he were, like defends her yeah he completely well, do you defends think he's her. the dad and of even her at kids? the end when he's in the basement and he was like oh i promised her like she's always wanted like a, a nice weekend with the kid grandkids and i promised her like this was going to be the week and obviously like he's going to kill the kids it's all fucked up and also like there's scenes when like they the grandparents knew they weren't being watched but yet they the kids were filming them outside the window and they were like kind of like walking snuggling up like side by side so like they looked like they were in love but they were just complete psychopaths i mean that's the spoiler they're insane asylum inmates that escaped and murdered the grandparents and took yeah. over the role of the grandparents and the kids had no idea the whole time so they were staying with these crazy lunatics spoiler they one were. one smart thing that they did was having those people keep showing up and being like hey they never showed up until finally that stacy girl they're like oh why is she so mad yeah oh did you ever see stacy leave and then when they open the door just for a split <laughs> yeah. second, they don't even address it. They're just like, like the red coat what is something. that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
I think the, yeah. the creepiest thing in this movie though isn't it's not I mean there's some really unsettling imagery the grandma under the under the house the woman hanging from the tree like you said um but I her the being locked thing in is, the room at the end too with the grandma oh and the god pitch black. That's, that's just the situation in and of itself is horrifying but uh it's the dialogue dude I swear to god like just the some of the stuff that they say that gives you kind of that that um that insight into what the hell's going on in their head where it's like yeah i have the deep darkies she says it so casually it's like ooh, and then then the grandfather was talking about like the ghost with the yellow eyes the whole story about how he got fired that was giving me the most chills so yeah he was like yeah, no thanks uh, man he was like leaning <laughs> no like on like the filing ca- or the shelves in the basement like as like, the girl's hiding behind and like he was just telling her that story but like yeah like the white he's like it's real with the well, yellow eyes like yeah like i see him yeah, he's here yeah. He's coming to get you. Like it's like ah no. Yeah. I don't want this. He's coming it's to. Terrifying. Oh my god, man. And the way that that scene right there was shot freaks me out because you know she's behind this like metal rack, yes. but you know the only way to get to her is going is around that left corner that he could easily do, mm-hmm. and just knowing that it's all black right there just makes it creepy because there's only one way to go, and just no wait him being nice and being like yeah. Uh, Claire put her kids in the suitcase and at the bottom of the river and you're next and you know he's coming right around that corner but you can't yeah. see anything so it's like yeah uh-uh. uh, it's so unsettling no, thank you. and weird and it really annoyed me just how the how the camera negligent got, like, the mother was food on it or something that was no just the like... fact that one they were she's been estranged from the her parents for like 15 years like she punched the mom in the face uh and left and um and the dad punched her yeah and then <laughs> 15 years randomly they get you know out of the blue and then she just sends the kids off on a train she doesn't even go with them and she goes off on a cruise with her new boyfriend and makes these like stupid little like iMovie videos to send them like it just it and also like, finally when the reveal happens and uh they're basically like you need to come get us like nana and papa are acting all weird uh, and then she's like, oh, where are they? They're like, oh, they're outside. Here here they are. And her reaction was so kind of just like, like, I know she was like caught off guard, but I feel like a real mom would literally just fucking go berserk. And she was very kind of calm. She's like, well, I feel like kids? she was trying I to feel keep like her she kids had calm. To. She was trying to keep her yeah. kids calm in the situation, yeah. which makes total sense. Because she was just like, okay, guys, just get like, out of the this house. going to sound crazy, but. Well, the kids already kind of fucking know. <laughs> The grandparents. They are. don't. Yeah, they don't know they're not their grandparents though, because they. The only thing we know about the basement is like, oh, there's mold down there. They don't think that they're murderers yet. They don't think no. that. Like that's a whole different level of them being really fucking weird and like demented versus serial killer murderers. Like that's different. <laughs> so I don't know. It's uh, I I actually but they like were how questioning their own safety handled that situation even sure. under the assumption that it was their grandparents and they were expressing that to the mom and the mom was like what like come on they're just old people <laughs> and she knows the and history the she knows the history along. of yeah. like yeah they were abusive and I were and they're strange and I don't talk to them but yet my kids are there I don't know I just the mom annoyed me yet it, the fact that it was Catherine Hahn and she is attractive um but yeah, yeah I'd agree with that. but like even though that was kind of bad with her i liked how the daughter was like we need to get the elixir yeah and what it was is just almost like an apology it wasn't a direct one but it was enough to be like we can give her her closure and so that was actually really nice to see towards 
like at the end after the son football tackles pop pop I love and he's scene. just like look at the hips look at the hips and then he just yeah. starts smashing his face with the refrigerator door it's, oh, that's, that's that awesome. great that's what's great about the kids too is they actually have some they're they're good characters like there's there's some cringy stuff about the about the the son uh with his like rapping and stuff like t diamond border- stylus it's like it's borderline cringy and borderline like pretty funny at the same time like well, like the first time i remember hearing i was like ooh, kind of hate this but well that's why like rewatching this the, the first 10 15 minutes i was kind of like, like yeah it, i didn't remember yeah yeah but him it but it, it, it ends up working into the up, context of the characters yes yeah i think it works and and they both have their little quirks about them um just based on kind of the situation with their father leaving where um tyler i think his name's tyler he feels responsible because he didn't make a tackle in a football game and then that that kind of gets revisited later on in the movie with the whole diaper situation in the kitchen and then uh the daughter i don't remember her name either god i'm horrible um but she has an issue looking just looking at herself she she just doesn't that's why Becca. she likes being behind the camera, kind of like us. That's Becca. why we do the podcast, yeah. right? Becca. That's what her name is. Yeah, um, yeah she, she doesn't uh, – I guess she might blame herself a little bit as well um, for the whole situation. So th- there's a lot to every character kind of to unpack, not only just the crazy grandparents but the kids as well. So um, and their relationship, kid, kid actors. And their relationship together was great. Their dynamic and, yeah, their back and forth, their banter. I thought that worked extremely well. Uh, and – they, like were they awesome. casted the kids really, really well. Yeah, and I, I think the, uh, what's her name, Olivia, Olivia Dijon or whatever her name is, Dijon. Sure, is she French? What is she? Oh, she's Australian. Probably not. I she think it's Dijon. Very, just very spelled American. weird. Yeah, but Dijon. Um, who knows? She was in uh the Better Watch Better Out Watch movie. Out? Yeah. So was the boy. So was, so was the, so with the boy. Yeah, yeah that's them. right. Yeah. I remember that that one came out like a year afterwards, and I was like, oh, that's weird. It kind of. Uh, I watched that in my car on my phone while I was waiting for Uber rides and like Orno at a gas station, and I hated it probably because of that exact reason. Probably, yeah. Exactly. The movie's That's a lot of fun, yeah. and that had a very creative twist, and it was different. Probably but deserves uh, a rewatch. Oh yeah, yeah, this is a great scene, John. Um, <laughs> oh my fucking god! So wait, is this uh, that movie you were telling me to go see in theaters? Oh this, my god! This is the first one. Yeah. Oh my god! No, no, no! I'm done. Nope. I'm good. Thanks, though. Moving on. Holy shit. But anyway, I think the relationship between the brother and the sister was, like, one of the best parts of the movie because Stop even talking. though they, like... <laughs> I don't want to see it. Sorry, I don't want to see it. Go back to gallery for fuck. <laughs> Stop talking. Um, What's this movie called? So cause people can have some context. What the fuck is it? It's, a uh... Terrifier. Terrifier. Wow. That... He's that having fun. It. Jesus Christ. So what would you guys say is like the most unsettling scene in the movie for you? The freakiest moment for me was when Papa was in the basement with Becca and he's kind of just confessing everything. Uh, mm. Like we've kind of already touched upon it already. Uh, when he tells him about like the, the white rabbit with the yellow eyes or whatever. Um, that whole scene, that gave me the most chills. And also when Becca was in the, the rim alone with the grandmother and just the POV. Like anytime... POV is a little bit of a cheat code because it, it, you can't help but feel a little unsettled. Just like how slowly it pans and then like a little closer, and it just—it's a little just like fuck. Like I know what it's, what it's doing, and it gets me kind of every time. 
just by how it's shot. Yeah. Um, so that kind of got me uh, pretty good. I got to go with Under the House. I don't know why, but like, because it starts off just, oh, we're going to play a game of hide and seek under here. Like, okay. And then the grandmother comes around the corner and the way she's doing it is really like inhuman. But then it gets to a point where Becca like has the camera and it's shooting over her shoulder and you see the grandmother creep around the corner and she just starts going, I'm going to get you, Becca. I'm going to and gets like really fast. Yeah, no, gave me chills because you're you want you're claustrophobic. You're like stuck in there. You want to get out from under the house and just like spread open. And then she just comes out, does her thing, and then you see her butt. And then the kids are like, sure do. Yeah. what the fuck was that? <laughs> they just look at each other like, what is going on? And it's so crazy. But, like, it's like right after 930 or something is when she starts going crazy uh, at night. And when they're having their family game night on the last night, uh, I think they're playing some Yahtzee or some board game. Yahtzee. And then all of a sudden, like she just starts going to town on the cookies. She starts yeah. eating them like crazy. And she's and then like Tyler's reaction was funny. He's like, Becca, <laughs> like what the this fuck? is weird, right? Like, and they're talking about he's like, I'm a Yahtzee champion. And she goes, No, you're not. That takes ten years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, As like, if you would fuck? know. Well, yeah, because she's always been playing games in the fucking insane asylums her whole life. I wonder if she um, actually got Yahtzee. Then, and that's the other thing they Yahtzee? they said. No, that it I was made it. by. I it was made by some old company, and they're, the kids are like, no, it's made by Hasbro. Milton Bradley. Milton Bradley, because yeah. that's probably the old version that they were used to in their old home. So, like, just little shit like that is what I was having the most fun yeah, that's on a really this good point. rewatch. Uh, and also, like, I mean, the clothes was a very obvious hint, but, and like, the, but like, yeah, like, when the, the neighbors kept on showing up, and they were just like, oh, yeah, they're volunteer, like, I haven't seen them in a while. Like, that all made more sense, because, like, initially, it was like, what's the point of that? But then, yeah. It was cool. convenient. And then you're wondering were... what the gossip is. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, what's this gossip at the hospital that these people escaped? And, yep. and on, yeah, and on the newscast, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You see that as well. Or right, have you heard about the incident, like down, like, like down at the hospital? And they're like, no, what? I'm like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> yeah. It was clever. Let them know I stopped by. And that's, where do you think? I'm not well, on. Yeah, I guess. The most unsettling scene, I guess I'll just, because you guys picked two scenes that I think are really good. Um, I think the scene when Nana is, is talking about her, like, her murdering her own children is pretty fucking crazy. Like, it, it's basically just, like, masked by the the weird story about aliens in the pond. But that's basically what she's saying. She killed her kids, and that's probably why she's in the insane asylum in the first place. Um, but that's... Yeah, because they go under under, and it's like, they have a nice sleep. Oh yeah, and, and I think Pop Pop has a has a it's it's schizophrenia mixed with dementia, but for Nana, it's called sundowning disease, where she but she's basically... probably schizophrenic too because oh, while sure. I don't think you get put in an asylum just for sundowning. Yeah, but like... but her that's is that a real disease? First of all, that's, that's yeah. she gets worse and worse and more kind of detached from the world, which is kind of crazy. Like obviously nine thirty is like the threshold where she just starts scratching at the door fucking butt naked but like throughout the day she's just gets weirder and weirder i always thought that was, that was just a but like little things also will just like set her off too like randomly like she'll be cleaning and like she's having a good time with becca then all of a sudden like becca will say something and then she'll just go becca will you mind cleaning the oven and she like opens it yeah yeah <laughs> would you mind yeah, getting like, a little further now it. a little further now and then she closes it 
And then like she the plays and, jokes and shit too. Yeah, and then she opens it back weird. up like, ha! I was like, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah it's so weird. But uh, I don't know. But she could play it. Both of them can play it normal. <laughs> like as in like they're normal people at the beginning. Like when they first meet them and they're walking around and uh, I think like they have Tyler do the rap for them and the, even like grandfather like kind of like. Like, like like hits him in the stomach like oh like that's cool and whatnot like, like I love this yeah like they're just like <laughs> yeah, you know the, yeah. being the grandparents that they you know it's it's been. weird <laughs> it's still everything they say like every scene they're in feels like something's off no matter what like even when they first meet like the grandma's just staring at the camera like it's awkward to begin with just because it's like they're shooting people who are uncomfortable on camera so yeah. like they already look unsettling like just because I don't know but. No, every scene they're in, something's off, and oh. it just keeps getting weirder and weirder and weirder and more unsettling throughout the movie. <laughs> I did notice something that kind of makes sense. You notice every person that isn't like in the family or whatnot, when the camera's on them, they always say, "Oh, I did some acting." Yeah, I mean, they start like. Well, guess what the villains are doing? They're acting. Hmm. It's like hinting at what's going on without telling you because the guy on the train's like oh i did some acting and then he starts doing like a shakespearean monologue and they're like oh we gotta turn the camera off <laughs> sorry <Yeah. laughs> um oh man but so what, wh- what i was watching this movie on this rewatch uh i had completely forgotten about a long it's it's a horrible dark inside joke that we all did in college but after watching this movie that joke of oh i'm sorry i'm just cleaning it we would do that so many times <laughs> to each other. Oh, I'm just cleaning it. Like, oh, I'm just cleaning it. Like, we'd walk in and it was like wrapping a belt around our necks or something. Like, oh, it's just cleaning it. Yeah, that's not okay. That's I the know. dark humor that we all have. That's that's kind of why we're friends. It's just the sickening yeah, stuff like that. Tying a noose. Oh, no. I was just cleaning it. Oh, I was like, oh, just cleaning it. How was what? your day? Oh, I didn't kick the stool. So, I mean, it's not a big deal. I don't know. Like, that's just that type of, sh- type of humor that we always have. It's fucking. Yeah. Poor Tyler just walks into that shed and just sees his. Papa with the shotgun in his mouth. Oh, I was just cleaning it. <laughs> like, Maybe he was though. Maybe he was just cleaning Christ. it though. Like, it was in his mouth. You see it like. <laughs> well, maybe he was, he was probably spitting. He didn't have any like like cleaners. So he was spitting in it, and then he was gonna put in like a like a little towel to clean it out. It's a stretch, but yeah, I mean, if you, I mean, you made the argument. Oh. I don't know. If you if I mean, you it's if dark, you properly you know. know how to use a gun, you do not point it up at your face. Like, you don't put it literally in your mouth. <laughs> I was just cleaning it. I was just cleaning it. Holy shit, dude! And then like as they're so walking away, he like puts it back that. in his mouth. <laughs> I forgot it was happening because I, I watched this movie with my mom, and first of all, the 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 vile scenes for her were. She, she and I, I laughed when it happened. I'm like, he just tosses the diaper on his face, covered in shit. And then my mom started going, like, "Oh no!" But he was like, <coughs> "He's like, oh, you don't like because he did cuts. that." He's like, "You don't like germs, right?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shoves it in his face, the dirty diaper, oh, and rubs it in too. It's like, uh, oh my god, wow! But just, it cuts away so quick to Becca because then she's up in the bedroom. Yeah. yeah. And then that thing starts happening. So you're like, what's going on with Tyler downstairs? Because when she breaks out, he's like on the floor, like holding his head or oh, something yeah, you like didn't, that. You don't see it's that. Just, yeah. That was no. in the basement. But no, when he football checks him, 
And he just starts going off. That's right. Look at the hips. Watch their hips. Yeah. <laughs> he just like he that was his closure. And Becca got her closure when he brought up, why don't you look at yourself in the mirror? That's a great scene. Do you think you're the reason? And at first I didn't like how he was zooming, but then I did because it's like, it's a combination. You're you're seeing the emotion. Yeah. That that seems like a combination (laughs) of him just being kind of the annoying brother, but it's a smart scene in terms of kind of building that emotion on Becca's character, because that's what you would do as a character like her is getting more emotional and revealing something about her character that's really serious and deep and it it accomplishes both of those things because it's from Tyler's perspective and also revealing something about her it's it's brilliant for a found footage like shot film to be able to accomplish that in a scene well that is also because this movie is shot by Maurice Alberti, who I actually got to work with on Hillbilly Elegy. The one thing about M.I. Shyamalan is he does kind of switch out his DPs and his... It fucking sounds so horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Dude. <laughs> yeah. He but the one thing that I really... Everybody. The one thing that I do like about M.I. Shyamalan is that he does switch out his cinematographers. Like, he's worked with Roger Deakins. Uh, I know Tak Fujimoto, uh, he shot, like, The Sixth Sense, Signs, and probably did Unbreakable too. Because uh, it has that kind of, like, that grayish kind of look to it, the tint. Um, and then with his other films, he's kind of done different cinematographers. And with this one, he went with Maurice Alberti, who has done just a lot of documentary stuff. He, she shot the, the wrestler, which also has the kind of same vibe of like, it's kind of like a weird, like fly on the wall type of look. Um, so it makes sense that they went with her to do this, this movie here. And I think just because of her background, it really pays off here because it, it adds to so many creepy scenes and also those emotional scenes too, because she gets to play around with her background of documentary and like Becca is so like pretentious in the way like she's like oh no no just be natural as he's like folding laundry and the brother's like fuck you I'm gonna have yeah, fun. Right, right. <laughs> like, just, yeah dude the scene the scenes when uh he he's doing like he's like dancing or singing or something on camera oh no it's it's he's uh he's like he's like shirtless and like flexing and stuff she's like I told you not to do this I told you not yeah. to do this she's like showing him the raw footage. It's I don't a little know. bit for the ladies. <laughs> I know he's he's funny. He's cringy and funny, but in a good way. I like I like this character more than I expected to the second time around. Yeah, yeah. But their relationship is just so good, and it's like built and it's shown perfectly when he's freaking out because he there was no toilet paper or no tissues, yeah. and the way she comforts him and he's like, no, 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 no. Look, look. You just have to look. See, I'm getting them off. I'm getting them off. Great See? scene. And she's like convincing him. Yep. Because she knows what he's gone through type of thing. So I think that like sums up their relationship really well. It's just like yeah. they can bicker with each other. But like when he's distressed, she's there to like, nope, you're good. You're good. And yeah, they just have a great relationship, which I think is the the real super, heart of super the good story. Older sister. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And it's, it's, it, it stems from the, the, the situation that happened before the you know, events of the film with their father is that they're forced to rely on each other, not only because their mother is, seems to be a kind of a party animal as well. Um, and, and also the, the situation where their father just leaving them. So, I mean, it's, they are very reliant on each other and it shows, and that's just another testament to the film being well-written and M. Night Shyamalan being a good writer 
And my question to you guys is, where do you think that this twist stands compared to the other twists in his other films? It's up there. Like, if you were to rank top five twists, would this be in, like, the top two or top Well, I mean, I mean, I think the Sixth Sense is just goaded status at this point. Of twists of any kind, of any movie, not let alone just M. Night Shyamalan, but, like... Sure. I would go... I would go Sixth Sense, Unbreakable, Mm. The Visit. Wow. And then maybe The Village close after, just because I like The Village a lot. Um, The Village, I find the twist to be a little... Corny. Spencer thinks science is goaded. I, I think science, I know that no, you No, science doesn't have much of a twist. The twist is like it's water. It's a revelation. And like the, like, the, like the wife was like swinging away and that was But just you the, love science. Science you, is I a think great the, movie and I would love to cover it uh, someday on the podcast. But um, I think the visit, honestly, because like with The Sixth Sense, it's like you can watch that movie if you have no idea what the twist is with The Sixth Sense. You can watch that movie. And when that twist happens, it just completely changes the whole film where you, when you can rewatch it and pick up on different things where I don't think the visit is up to that level, but it's still like that type of same vibe of you can watch it once, you try to, you're trying to figure it out, you're wondering what's going on, twist happens, it changes the whole fucking movie, and then you can look back or revisit it and watch it again and just uh, try to pick up like where things, like cl- different clues of like where it could have gone like wrong and stuff, so... I think yeah. the visit could be number two for M Night Shyamalan twists. I mean, I don't really think I he's think done a great that, job with this others. I mean, besides Unbreakable, that one's really good. Uh, with, I think Unbreakable could could almost be the number one. I don't know. It's hard because I then love Split Unbreakable had a good so end. much. Split too. That was a huge the reveal too. For Split. Yeah. That was dope. But like, just what I, the the. The taste of glass kind of ruins it for me. <laughs> like, it just doesn't really yeah. help. Um, for standalone twist, though, I think personally, just because I love Unbreakable so much, I would go Unbreakable, Six Sense, The Visit, um, probably Split, and then The Village, and then Signs. What about The Happening? Yeah. So I don't even think those are the bees. Or it's, it's yeah, the I mean, I haven't seen no, it it's the wind. So. It's the wind. <laughs> the wind. When, when they're in large groups, the wind doesn't like it, and so it starts killing us off. Look, see them over there. Is that yeah. over there? The yeah, those groups movie. are too is big. That isn't, the movie? isn't the old twist that it's like a, it was like a quarantined area that they like they're all like test subjects or something like yeah, I mean, in a sense, okay, I I would Basically. probably put old above. In terms of the the impactfulness of the twist itself. I might put that above signs, but I think signs doesn't even a, have a twist. Signs is just like a, it's it's a, a revelation. Movie. I know, yeah, but with a revelation. Go, but that's yeah, his, exactly. We but, had but, signs but, has foreshadowing that pays off. That's more of what happens with signs so that where like these other movies have like literally twists to the point where like when you rewatch it, you have a whole different perspective. I don't think signs accomplishes okay. that. I don't think. Last Maybe we just take that one out of the out of, of the equation then. But like the where like the village that absolutely applies too because when you know the twist of the village spoiler it's all a modern day world then mm-hmm. huge difference it's a huge difference when you rewatch it well not really because they still play it very literal that it's it's still like old-fashioned and the twist doesn't really enhance it and adrian brody's the monster yeah so i would do a, a double feature for signs in the village or something i think that'd be a cool episode since those are both movies that need a discussion and m9 Shyamalan. so well, we've done six cents we've done 
now uh, the visit. We need to do Unbreakable at some point. You have the 4K. So, Holy I mean. shit! Yeah, I have some good 4Ks. <laughs> I, we haven't done. We've never done. I have Stuart Little. Like, that was his uh, screenwriting debut. So uh, shit, that's, <laughs> we could definitely true. knock out. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Gina Davis and yeah. uh, you, Hugh Laurie. Yeah, Hugh Laurie. Yeah, Hugh Laurie. Wow. So I'll. Uh, oh, and uh, Jonathan Lipnicki. Is that what his name is? Mm-hmm. The little ugly kid who was in the little vampire. Oh, yeah, like I'm sure Mike. that's correct. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, he wasn't in. Oh, yes, was he was. Am I getting that movie confused with something else? Well, they look similar. Goofy kids with spiky blonde hair and glasses. <laughs> like Mike is one of my favorite movies of all time. Like, wow. wait a second, no way. What? Jesse Plemons. It was Jesse Plemons. You... That was the kid. No, it's Jonathan. Lip- he was the Lipnicki. bully. Yeah. Wait, was, Jesse Plemons is the Jonathan kid in Stuart Little. No, Jonathan. No, Lipnicki. that's Jonathan Lipnicki. Oh, he was in Like Mike. J- Jesse Plemons plays the uh, a bully in Like Mike. Yeah. Who eventually like he helps would. them type of thing. He would totally play a bully. Um. Anyways, back to uh, the visit. Uh, this is honestly like, when I I remember after watching this in theaters, I was just very happy to see M Night kind of return to his form of making a very creepy, twisty funny creative movie uh that i was thoroughly entertained by and i've yet to rewatch it until now and i'm glad that i did i don't really think i need to watch it anytime soon again <laughs> like maybe i'll wait another while or maybe like i'll show somebody who like has never seen it before i think that might be like a more fun time to watch it again but i would go a solid four out of five uh i really like this one and i would say this ranks probably my top five uh my Shyamalan movies um so yeah it's a good time it's a good movie i'm already i'm already gritting my teeth because you gave this a four out of five. Oh boy well john's not even here he's not even present so because i also gave it a four out of five Hello. because um <laughs> because like the more i i watched it and i before when i watched this i didn't know why the grandparents were in a mental institution like i didn't know what they did yeah. right and now it clicked their like, dialogue you see right. in the white in the eyes and then in the basement when he goes oh yeah claire killed her kids put them in a suitcase and threw them in the river i missed that and so when i, I heard remember. that yeah and then and then her story about the aliens and how they spit and that they're from another planet i was like oh so she's like a schizo and she's like right uh, yeah that made that made a whole lot more sense but when the kids run out of the house and they run into their mom's arms and she does the final interview where the mom tells what happened it kind of ends on a really nice note which i liked i like that m night made it very like family oriented and sweet because you were you just once they hugged you felt so much better. He always it tugs like, on oh, the hard safe now. no matter what he's doing. Yeah. He does try to have a lot of emotion with his movies, for sure. It's like, oh, they're safe now. Even though the kid's got shit on his face, the mom does not care. Like, they're together. She even gets in the cab with him, or the cop car. So it's like, the way he just, sure, the mom was kind of, she kind of, the big plot hole, why was she not with them? Right for something like this like you explained it really well but yeah no this movie was she had a cruise to I, go I on probably yeah and i probably won't watch it anytime soon either just because once you know a twist kind of 
takes away that energy that you get with a first time watch, but I'll, I'm going to match Spencer and give it a four out of five. Right. So John, it's up to you whether we do oh any physical God. labor today. It's funny. Cause I was just, when I was in the bathroom peeing, as you guys were, were talking about your grades, um, I was thinking about my grade and I will give it to you in just a moment, but I do really like this movie. Um, I think that it's able to take a very unsettling concept and just run with it. I mean, it's just kids going with to their grandparents' house, and it makes it super weird and super creepy. And there's so many levels to each and every character in this movie, um, and it just it keeps getting more and more unsettling. I think it's it's funny. I mean, there's there's some scenes that just truly take you by surprise. Um, like whenever the kids open their door at night, you're seeing something really fucked up. <laughs> Like, like I'm just going down to get some cookies, and then she's puking on the floor naked. It's like, holy shit. <laughs> Tyler had one of the best one-liners when he sees her clawing at the wall. The door shuts. He looks in the camera and goes, Becca, I'm blind. Yeah, that's a good one. And, oh, the other one where he's, like, he, he's replacing swears with, like, pop culture figures. like oh, pop Carrie singers. Underwood. Ah, oh, Sarah McLaughlin. It's like, this is so stupid. Why is this funny? I don't know. Who thought Katie of that? Katy Perry. <laughs> Ah, Shakira. <laughs> it's great. So it's I think it's uh it's probably a movie that I'm sure a lot of people haven't seen. I think it's it's kind of a still to this day and somewhat under the radar horror film that I I'd highly recommend checking out. Um and child actors that I thought were both great, regardless of the fact that some of the moments are cringy, but it just ends up working in the context of this film. So I'm matching your four out of five. We're going to do some wait, push-ups. Wait, 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 wait. Here's the thing. The visit came out in 2015. All right, we're doing 15 okay. then. No, two, that, On your knees, boys. I started going really slow for the first five, then I was like, no, I gotta just push this. <laughs> All right. God, Nate, you know I like will you say... just ran a marathon. What the fuck? <laughs> no, I just haven't showered in a month. Um, That's probably No, worse. actually doing these push-ups, my form has gotten so much better. Really? Like, I can actually go down and stuff, so I'm actually liking this. We Next week, we're gonna watch Absentia and see if we match the <laughs> same grade. Five out of five, baby. Five out of five. <laughs> Nate's just oh, by the way, I started five out of five. last night. <laughs> I'd be so pissed. You guys would be like five out of five, five out of five. I'd just go zero. Yeah, I'm not even gonna fucking grade it. (laughs) Um, man. Oh yeah. So that was that was the visit. Uh, You guys can watch this little M Night Shyamalan film on Peacock. If you got a subscription to Peacock, you can go and watch. You can get the the Buwe, the Buwe as well. Actually, has some good special features. I will say. I mean, not a lot. Um, I did watch the deleted scene, which uh, actually includes the father. He's in the scene. Oh. Instead of the mom Played by M. Night Shyamalan. It's not M. Night. That's why I watched it. I'm like, M. Night wasn't in the movie. What the hell? I thought maybe he would pop up. Nope. Still not in the movie um, in any way, shape, or form. And then they do have a little making of the film as well. And you can see some of Becca's photos. So some cute little stuff on the Blu-ray itself. 
It would have been cool if he was, like, one of the cops that, like, goes to get them, and you just see his face for a brief second, or you're just like, is M. Night driving a cop car? Yeah, just just a little <laughs> bit. I'm, surpri- I'm surprised, because it's, it's one of the very... It's Especially because it's a movie that he... Like this is his one of his little babies, you know what I mean? Like he this is one of his. He's the one getting one of those guys that just like comes to the door, like, hey, like I'm just sitting, like are your grandparents home? <laughs> like he used to be one of those guys. But, super surprised yeah. that or, he didn't do that. Well, I mean, or the guy that the grandfather like attacks, he thinks he's looking at him. Imagine it's just M Night across the street. See, just that like, would have been funny. Who are you? If he's just out there <laughs> on a jog and he's like, he was looking at me funny or something like that. That scene was also super weird. Damn. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, oh, that, that was the visit. Um, and next week we are going to be talking about a movie that we'll see if it holds up on the spooky mm-hmm. level. But it is Ouija: Origin of Evil. Oh my god, I totally forgot. About Ouija that. Two, the prequel to what I've heard is a terrible film called Ouija. I've never seen it. I just heard. I it think is I've seen that. God awful. Saw it on a date. Yep. Okay. Oh, wow. Well, I heard the movie was yep. terrible and never watched it. And then all of a sudden, the sequel, directed by Mike Flanagan, who is just a kind of a horror legend in my opinion already. Uh, he's yep. just making a maybe not legend, but he just he's one of my favorite horror directors working today. Funny enough, uh, my mom did come down with a suitcase of Blu-rays, and uh, guess what was in it? The visit. Ouija: Origin of Evil. Oh, look at that. So I own it on Blu-ray. The Blu-ray. There you go. Yep. Perfect. Yes, sir. All right. So, Jack, come back next week. Ouija, Origin of Evil. Don't actually play Ouija. Don't go get a Ouija board because that's terrifying. Uh, John and I, we tried that once and it didn't work. Uh, but <laughs> anyways. Do not do that. Eh. My life has never been the same since I did that. So oh, come uh, on. I lead, definitely don't rem- I'm dead serious. All right. We'll come back next it. week for that story because we got to hear what happened there. Um, all right. So follow us on Instagram at those movie dudes. Let us know what other films you want us to talk about in the future. And follow us at Those Movie Dudes wherever you get your podcasts, because that's where you get new episodes every week. Toodaloos. Yeah. Toodaloos.